Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode. I got my special guest co-host here, Michael, and we're going to be talking about how to become, how not to become a victim of dehumanization. Um, I, if you've listened to any of my episodes, you know that I talk about this a lot because of the treatment that we have to endure in here, but I learned a valuable lesson the other night in the philosophy class that I'm taking from Western Kentucky. Uh, that class is ran by Dr. Anton. Shout out to Dr. Anton in Western Kentucky. Appreciate y'all. You know what I mean? But I learned a valuable lesson in that class the other night is how to uh, not become a victim of dehumanization. But before we jump into that, I want Michael to go ahead and introduce himself, and then we're going to get started. Good afternoon, everybody. I hope you're having a blessed day. And if not, I hope that this conversation will uplift your day and help, you know, help you have a blessed day. Well, dig that. Well, look, we're going to jump right into this, right? Uh, we were in a class uh, the other night, and I was sharing something with the class in relation to something that happened in here. Um, I don't think a lot of you know what the process is uh, that goes on in here, but a lot of times we might have to endure uh, a shakedown. A shakedown is where they'll come in and go through our property and decide what we can keep and what we can't keep, right? We have a property list that tells us what we can have, so that we can always be in compliance with the policies and stay out and avoid getting in trouble, right? So this particular day, the people that run the building decided that they wanted to come through and make sure that nobody had any extra property. And they were going by this particular policy that only allowed us to have seven t-shirts, seven pairs of socks, and seven uh, pairs of shorts, boxer shorts, right? And this particular policy is in relation to when you first come into prison you know, at the reception center that they call it, okay? But the policy that runs all of the other prisons, it says that you can have 12 of each of those items. So when the people that run the prison, they're coming around shaking down and they're telling us that we have to get in compliance and have seven, seven, and seven, a lot of the guys were in there telling them, look, man, you know, the policy says we can have 12. Basically, we were threatened, told if we keep talking, run them out, they're gonna discipline us and all of that. And that can mean a lot of things. You can get transferred to another prison, get written up, go to the hole, and that can hurt a person's record, mess a person's record up, you know, mess you up from going up for parole and making it. Uh, it has a whole lot of effects if you're getting written up in here, right? So people comply reluctantly and with a lot of apprehension. And when they got to me, uh, I had thrown away some stuff trying to get into compliance or whatever, but I had some t-shirts that my family had bought for me. And I had whittled everything down to 12, but I had these five extra t-shirts that my family had bought for me. These were Hanes t-shirts too, y'all. Good quality t-shirts. Now, I understand out there, you know, y'all got money, y'all can go to the store when you want to and do whatever you need to do, but in here, it's not like that for us. You know, uh, our families uh, show us love by supporting us and buying us the things that we need so that we can, you know, be comfortable as best we can. And so to me, that purchase of t-shirts was, that's a big deal to me. And now I was faced with a decision where I had to throw those t-shirts away or either mail them home or buck and get a write-up. So I reluctantly uh, threw the t-shirts in the trash when they got to me. Um, and it hurt, it pissed me off really. And uh, I felt like that here we go again with this dehumanization. You don't see us. You don't feel feel us. You don't hear us. 
and it just made me feel some type of way. And um, when we were in the class, and I was sharing this with uh, Dr. Anton and the rest of the class, she looked at me and uh, she sympathized with all of us. But she said something to me that I had never heard anybody say. It was simple, straight to the point. But it was one of those moments where you learn that everything is going to be okay. And she said that you are human, right? You remember when she said that? Yeah. Michael? Yeah. Not like, yeah. Don't nobody have to tell you that you're human, right? And when she was talking, it was like she was explaining to me that I had value not because of those shirts. I had value because I am who I am. And that incident, the way somebody else sees me and treats me, does not define me. And I was like, man, all these years, I've been spending a lot of energy talking about this dehumanization. And she just summed up in less than five minutes a way for me to navigate that and not be affected by the way somebody else is treating me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, I felt so great and relieved that I, I just really didn't know what to do. I started writing everything down getting prepared for this show. You know what I'm saying? But let, what, what you got to say about that, Mike? I, I can totally... I agree with what Dr. Anton said. <clears throat> but you have to look at it from the other's perspective, too. The, 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 the fact that the, the degradation and stuff that we have to go through in those situations is, is saying you're not a man. You committed this crime. And that, like I even said in the class, the write-ups that I've received in here was because of that type of treatment, uh, abuse right. of authority right. or something like that. Then I felt that I had a problem with abuse of authority. And I've had to work through that to keep from getting that because you got abuse of authority all the time. Right. So I totally agree that like whatever a person does doesn't affect me unless it, it it's directly affects me. Right. You know, and if you're saying that I can't have this, all right. Like I told you, I would have just said, all right, well, I'm going to send them out. Right. And I would have put them in that bag and took them, took them up to intake until the thing was rectified. If not, they could have just thrown away because you have 30 days to do it. Right. Now, let me, let me, and I'm glad you said that because they came back the next day and said that, you know, that we were right and we could have 12, but by then I had thrown my stuff in the trash. Yeah. So, and, and not just me, but everybody else in there that threw things away. They're going to try to figure out how to fix this, but we don't know what's going to happen. But again, like I said, it, for me, I had become so clouded, I couldn't even think like what you just said, what you would have just put in the mail. I was so angry. I was so upset. I was so hurt about what was going on that I wasn't even focusing on, you know what I'm saying? It might, yeah. They might figure this out tomorrow or 30 days or whatever. I was focused on, man here we go again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here we go again. And, uh, but again, the lesson that I learned out of that, that night, was that I don't have to buy into what somebody else thinks about me. I don't have to take the bait with what somebody else says to me. I am a person of value regardless of the things that I have done. Regardless of the things that I have done. And in spite of how they might want to treat me, that's their problem, not mine. You feel me? And and during the course of the class, I, it, it made me see the Thirteenth Amendment in a whole different way. And don't get it twisted; it's wrong. They need to do away with that. Uh, but 
I was sitting there in the class while the, everybody was still talking, and it dawned on me. I'm like, wait a minute. So the 13th Amendment says that this is how they can treat us, those of us in prison. But that doesn't define who we are. You see what I'm saying? All these years, I had been buying into this is who I am. So when they would say and do things like that, that I was I was opening myself up to that hurt. You feel what I'm saying? And now I'm not gonna do that anymore, man. I'm not gonna do that anymore. And I would recommend that for anybody out there. If you're in a situation where somebody is treating you less than with respect, honor, and dignity, if you're in a situation like that, don't receive that. Don't allow yourself to be treated less than you wanna be treated. And the thing that I've done over the years is, is, is looked at it like, everything that they've done to me that I didn't like, I store it. And remember that is that's not gonna be. I'm not gonna put myself in this situation again. That's right. another another thing to keep me out of prison because right. I don't want to have to go through this again, and right. I don't want victims to have to go through what they've had to go through. Right, right. So right. I, I I say this is what's gonna keep me alive. It's gonna keep me out of here. Is, is to remember that. Remember that. We did that. Well, I just wanted to share that with y'all, man, and, and have this discussion with Michael about this real quick. Uh, unless Michael has anything else to say, I'm gonna wrap this episode up. No, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Like I say, let me say this before I go. Uh, if you find yourself in a situation where somebody is mistreating you, uh, downing you, making you feel less than, uh, do something about that. Do something about that. Don't open yourself up to that. Don't receive that mentally and spiritually uh, and get away from that situation. That person is hurting, but because that person is hurting, that doesn't give them the right to hurt you. You feel what I'm saying? So do something about that, okay? This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, the Crime Critic, and I say peace, y'all.